What's up, everybody? We're at the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest this weekend. Episode number 91, where I was going to say we're live, but we're not exactly live because it's coming to you after the show's over. So we're going to talk about the show a little bit. We'll talk about the people who stopped by, um, some stuff we got coming up, and kind of just give you guys the rundown of what's going on here at the Deer and Beer Fest. So episode number 91. This is the Rich Hunter Outdoors Podcast. We're here at the Deer and Beer Fest. This is, it's technically fourth year of, I mean, it started in 2019, but they didn't have it 2020, 2021 for the COVID stuff. If you guys listened to our last episode, I don't know if it was the last one or not, but the last episode we did uh, with Cole Thompson that runs the show up here. He kind of told you guys all about that. They canceled those couple years. We tried to get up here in 2020. We tried to come again in 21, but then we made it up here last year. And then back again this year, obviously. It's been a great show so far. We're sitting here recording this on Saturday afternoon. I think better than last year, bigger and better than last year. I think it's probably going to get that way every year. It's a nice show. I, I wasn't here last year, but uh, absolutely not disappointed in, in anything. They got a lot of cool stuff going on. They've got guys mounting deer heads over here by us. They've, of course, they've got the Trophies of Grace display where you got all the 300, 200 plus inch deer. A lot of big names here that you guys would know. PSE, Hoyt, uh, not Hoyt, Bowtech is here. The lead archer is here. Matthews is here. All the big bow companies. The working class guys are over here. They help out with the after party. It's a really good show, especially for this time of year. We talked to Cole about that. There's not a lot of stuff going on in August show-wise, so it's good to have that. But before we get into too much about the show or, or get going too much, I want to say thanks to everybody who did stop by and say hi and all those you that are new listeners now that stopped by and subscribed. We will do the drawing for the camera soon, so make sure you stay in tune for that. The number it will be coming from when I text you is an 895 number, so I know sometimes if you're like me, you see a weird number and you don't respond to it or you don't open it or you don't answer it if, t- if I try to call you. So just know it's going to come from an 895, a 618-895. That'll be the number it comes from when I get let you, whoever wins the camera that we're giving away up here, I'll let you know that way just to give you guys a heads up. But we appreciate everybody who stopped and talked to us, uh, the ones who already listened, the ones hey, who... who uh, who were listening for the first time. Luke Oswald just went by, so had to say hi to him. He's with the Publicly Challenged podcast. He's up here, too. If you guys haven't checked him out, we actually did an episode with him. We told a wild hog hunting story. That's a, that was a class, absolutely a class story. About when right they there. went and, and speared some 100%. hogs down in Texas. So, But check his podcast out, too. It's Publicly Challenged. He's up here doing some stuff, so maybe some of you guys even heard of him up here as well. But, again, back to the new listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning in and checking it out. I hope you guys stay tuned for the fall. I know I've been uh, talking to you guys about what we're going to do this fall, not only on the podcast, but here at the show. We're going to try to do a more traditional hunting show type of thing. So we're going to do like a, week, a weekly episode where we're going to come out with what went on that week with the team as far as hunting goes. Um, hopefully have some nice deer on the ground this fall that we can bring to you guys what, too. What so. about us old listeners? Can we hear? Can we listen to you? I guess you can. Okay. If well, you've been listening for a while, you already know that probably. That's true. We got all that going on. And then also we kind of debuted, I guess, at the show. We are going to start doing some waterfowl stuff this fall. And I talked about that a little bit last year. We are going to start doing a Wednesday episode for the waterfowl for podcasts. We're going to do that as well. But we've also got decoys now. So 
We're doing the silhouette type decoys. It's going to be from the Heaven's Waterfowl. It's going to be the name of it. It's going to be by Ridge Hunter Outdoors. It's going to be the same but separate. We're going to do some decoys and some apparel and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for it. We're doing pre-orders right now on the decoys. We're running a show special all this weekend. But for those of you who are interested in it, just send us an email or get a hold of us through the website, and I'll kind of give you the rundown on what's going on there. So, But otherwise, be on the lookout for that coming up to the apparel and the decoys. We're going to have all that stuff ready to go as soon as possible so you guys can get that before the the goose hunting season gets here. So that's exciting that we got that kind of out there, and we're going to start doing that waterfowl podcast this fall as well. So, so far, I know we do this at Iowa when we do that one. What's been your favorite part of the show? You know, just I, I like to go around and talk to other vendors because, you know, I'm, I'm a consumer as well. I go out and hunt and I'd fish and, you know, I don't, I don't like talking to the other vendors around for sure. Yeah, I do too. It's always fun to meet new people, other vendors and stuff and guys that have shows and guys that do their own thing. And not only that, but all the people that come by and stop for you to talk to going, and all man? that. So, all right, we're back. We had to stop there and talk to somebody that came by the booth. But what you were saying about talking to the vendors and stuff, I agree with that. Like, I enjoy getting to talk to them. But I also enjoy getting to just talk to the people that stop by the booth and and meet other hunters and not just trying to get you know new subscribers and stuff or sell them something necessarily but just to talk about hunting with other people obviously we do the podcast we talk about hunting every week so we enjoy doing it but i it's fun to have that interaction and and be able to talk with other people about it not just through the podcast but face to face and and meet some of the people who have you know listened to the podcast before and then of course the new people who are going to listen to it but we also got uh Stuck by some cops this weekend. And for those of you that might know, we're both firefighters. So we're thinking they did this on purpose. Right. And they're right. watching us on a camera somewhere. So they're, they're just taking bets on when we're going to start fighting each other. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. The, yeah. the Thin Blue Line Outdoors, you guys need to check them out. They got a really good YouTube channel and they're going to, like, they're continuing to grow as well. They're up here promoting what they got going on it's really cool um their whole mission is is pretty cool getting first responders out in the outdoors and stuff like that so we're more than happy to be beside these guys um for the whole weekend and it's been a lot of fun and that's again what you were just talking about meeting the other vendors and stuff that's what makes it fun it does it makes a show and and uh you know talking to people face to face it's always everybody here's like-minded you know there's there's not a bunch of crap going on and nobody's whining and crying and carrying on and pushing and shoving and it's it's a good it's a good show and it's it's good people here and you're right on the cops you know they, they are what they are but. <laughs> yeah we're talking no absolutely we're, not no, we're, we're talking about you not to you <laughs> do it <laughs> yeah the non-working detective yeah uh, so it's it's been pretty cool like that all all last couple of days. So it's been pretty nice. Yeah, and actually another thing I want to talk about was I had a question of the day yesterday, and I couldn't get anybody to stop talking to the microphone. Everybody was scared to have their voice on the podcast, which is fine. I get it. I don't like listening to myself necessarily, so I understand that. But our question of the day was: it was a you've got two options, A or B. A was 140 inch five and a half year old buck. B was 160-inch, three-and-a-half-year-old deer. Which one are you shooting and why? So uh, I'm throwing you those options. You're taking the 140 mature deer or the 160 younger buck? Well, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, 
we don't we don't get into those bashing conversations. Uh, you know, I guess for me, um, it'd be awful hard to turn down the 160. Uh, just yeah, yeah. If you let him go, you always got that chance for him to be 180. Uh, you also have that chance for not to ever see him again. Mm-hmm. And I get the mature thing. I've shot some mature deer, and they are a tons of fun. Uh, they're they're as fun. They're as fun as you can get um, because they're pretty darn smart. They didn't get that old by being stupid. Um, so there's something to be said about either one. I I probably lean at the 160 and and just just for the wall hanger value of it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I'm guessing anybody that does listen knows I'm going to say the mature buck. <laughs> And again, like you said, there's no wrong answer. And I'm going to have a really hard time passing a 160-inch three-and-a-half-year-old. And And I'm not even saying I would pass them. But if they're both standing there and I got the option, I'm probably shooting the mature one. Just because, like what you're saying, it's it's such a cat-and-mouse game with those old bucks anyway. And to get the chance at them is just to have them within bow range is a whole accomplishment in its own, let alone putting an arrow through one. So I think, yeah, I'm taking the... And 140, that's nothing to scoff at either. But I'm taking the five-and-a-half-year-old buck just because they're so hard to, to find and so hard to get on and kill for the most part. Yeah. I mean, you'll have those five-and-a-half-year-old deer that are that are daylight active and they just for some reason maybe they're in an area that doesn't get hunted that much and they haven't been shot yet or they haven't been killed yet. They've been shot, but they haven't been. But, yeah, I'm taking the five-and-a-half-year-old deer. And, again, I'm probably not passing the 160-inch three-and-a-half-year-old depending on where I'm at. The circumstances, if you're if they're standing there side by side, and you can, and you've got that option, again, if that 140 or that five and a half year old is is a deer that you've seen for the last two or three years, yeah, then that may change things. That's maybe like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going with because that's what I wanted. But if if one day is one and one day is the other, probably not passing the 160 uh, unless I'm very familiar with that five and a half year old that I've been working on then then obviously he's going to mean more on the wall than mm-hmm. the 160 you know mm-hmm. yeah and that like I said that depends on where I'm hunting too if I'm over there on 10 acres and 160 inch deer walks by I don't care if he's two and a half or seven and a half I'm probably shooting <laughs> right right uh, if I'm on a property where I know there's not a ton of pressure around that is right. well managed then I might let that three and a half year old deer walk just because like you said by four and a half he might be 180s by five and a half he could be a 200 inch deer so if you have the luxury of doing that, right, right, or if you're just like me, prefer to shoot the older deer just for the challenge of it, then you could let them walk and potentially it gets to that size anyway. But yeah, I'm I'm all for the the older mature deer. And like uh, we talked to Sean Lundy, or I talked to Sean Lundy a few episodes ago, and he was talking about how you know the deer he kills, he doesn't have a ton of monsters on the wall, but they've all got a story and they all mean something to him. And I think that's the key there is not A or B, but the why part. Right, exactly. That's what interests me, talking to people who stopped by and answered the question, just, you know, finding out why, what's their line of thinking on it, you know, and and kind of picking their brain about what is more important to them as a hunter. And that's the cool thing about it. You get to do it your way, and you don't you don't have to give somebody else, you don't have to justify it to anybody else. No, absolutely not, and nor should you. Nope. And, and that's not even a... You can have the conversation, and you can even have it and oh, joke yeah. each other about it. But but to get upset from one way or the other, I think that shows a little immaturity because you know you do you, mm-hmm. you do you, and uh, you know when we talked about the show, uh, I do want to say, from my experience, 
It's, it's the biggest little show that I've been to, and that's absolutely a compliment. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is your big shows have everything to offer and, and vendors out the wazoo, but it also comes with your big, big shows, comes trouble with parking, and you got to mm-hmm. walk two blocks and pay $15, and then you get in here, and then there's just the aisles are too small because they're cramming in booths everywhere, and you run across people. And, and this show has all the vendors that you're looking for pretty much mm-hmm. with that small feel of you my gosh you know we come in this morning you know you could park what 100 feet from the door right i mean yeah. literally yep people were parking their parking lot and and they were just walking up to the front door so it's got the all the vendors you want so it's got the big feel to it but it's also kind of a and like as far as yeah it's, smaller show when you you can get to it's like at iowa it's great because there's all the vendors and there's so many people. And as a vendor, that's awesome. But you also miss out on talking with so many people because just the flow runs them through so quick, especially in the main hall there. There's so many people coming through the aisles that it's hard to stop and talk to somebody and have that conversation. Like we've talked with certain people for 15 minutes at a time, and there's certain shows you can't do that at. Right. Or, you know, you feel like you're being pushed on or moved on. Yeah. Or maybe you see a vendor and you'd like to talk to him, but you don't want to stand in line for 30 minutes to talk to somebody. Right. And, and here, you can, there's still people here, I think, I haven't talked to a vendor yet that's been disappointed whatsoever. Nope. Uh, every one of them have been just, you know, yeah, this is more than I thought it would be. And yet, there's not a lot of lines in a lot of places. You can get in, get what you want, and move on to the next guy and talk to a lot of people in a short period of time if that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been really good overall. Like I said, we talked about last year's show. It was really good as well. It seemed like Saturday afternoon afternoon was a little slower. But so far today, it's slower than it was this morning, but it's still just been pretty steady flow of people. So it's been really cool to, again, I've said it, I don't know how many times already, but just to meet all the people that are coming through and stuff. And then I'm looking forward to the after party tonight. We hung around for that for a little bit last year. It's going to be earlier this year tonight, and I'm sure it'll be a good time too. Yeah, I was I was not here last year, but it's uh, so far it's been a fun show. It's not been boring. It's not been hectic. It it doesn't really feel like work, uh, which is good because the cops next door aren't used to working anyhow. Right. right. So you know. <laughs> I think they might have heard me on that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hope we don't get a ticket getting out of the parking lot. <laughs> it probably will be. We're going to have these guys on at some point. At some point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> after dark. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the after show and all that stuff. And, again, just want to say thanks to everybody that did stop by and talk to us this weekend. And everybody, all the new listeners really appreciate it. This will probably be the shortest Monday episode that you ever see on the channel. <laughs> Just because we don't have something sat down to really talk about. <laughs> Normally, if I didn't explain it to you, we'll do a full-length episode on Mondays where we'll have guests on or we'll go over something maybe out of North American Whitetail. Me and the guys will talk about it. And then on Fridays, I'll, I'll try to get on and do what I call a full draw Friday episode where we talk tips, tactics, and strategies whether that be property management and food plots or herd management or actually just getting on a deer and how to kill them, how to get on them, how to kill them, how to be smart about your hunting. So you guys got that to look forward to. Again, thanks everybody who has listened and got us to this point, and thanks to all the new listeners as well. We hope you stick around for everything we got coming up this season. Yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's getting that time. 